Welcome to episode 11 of Steph's Business Bookshelf. Today we are diving into the book So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. Cal is one of my favourite authors and this book was one of my favourite books from last year. Keep listening to find out why you shouldn't follow your passion, why you need to spend time building career capital and the importance of missions. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. As I mentioned, this book was one of my favourite reads from 2018. I really enjoyed the mantra that Cal is sharing as part of his book and his message around careers, work and really the need for patience. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. As usual, first of all, a little bit about the author. Cal Newport is a computer science professor at Georgetown University. In addition to his academic research, he writes about the intersection of technology and society. Cal is particularly interested in the impact of new technologies on our ability to perform productive work, as well as on our ability to lead interesting and satisfying lives. Cal is the author of six books, including most recently the New York Times bestseller Digital Minimalism. In 2012, he published So Good They Can't Ignore You, the book we're talking about today, which tackled the question of how people end up loving what they do for a living. The most controversial finding from this research was that follow your passion is very bad advice. And don't try and find Cow on social media. He famously doesn't have any social media accounts and seems to be doing okay as a result. This information was taken from cownewport.com where I recommend going to have a look at some of the things he works on and stands for, particularly if you're in the tech and data science field, he's very involved in that industry. A little bit of a warning though, every time you read something that Cal has written, you will feel horrible about yourself as a human for the time you spend on social media in particular, but also using technology. A little bit about the book. So Good They Can't Ignore You is largely about shunning the concept of follow your passion and instead becoming dedicated to building your career capital. Essentially meaning getting really good at what you do, which will afford you the luxuries of choice, freedom, and the ability to create your own adventure, based on your proven abilities in your field. Cow argues that passion and enjoyment for your work will come from being good at it, which comes from spending intentional time getting good at your work. The book's title is taken from a famous quote from comedian Steve Martin who, when asked by comedy students the secret of success, responded with the wise words, be so good they can't ignore you. Even without reading the book, the title on its own I find incredibly inspirational, and it's one of the few quotes I do have stuck next to my desk. Now into the three big ideas I took from the book. And this book, whilst I read it earlier in 2018, it's one of the ones that the ideas have really stuck with me, and I've come back to them several times to reflect on, and try and apply in my own life and career and work. Big idea number one, no surprise here, is don't follow your passion. Cow argues that this is dangerous advice because it creates the idea that people can do things that they're not very good at and create a career out of it. It also creates the trend of people jacking in their jobs to go and do something where they have no career capital. And career capital is really about the investment that you have put into developing your skills, which you can then leverage later for things like creative freedom, more money, or a different work-life environment. Now, it's not about not doing that stuff at all. 
What Cal is not saying is, is that you can't not have passions. That's not the message. The message is that those things should potentially stay on the sidelines and that passion for your work comes from getting good. He argues that compelling careers often have complex origins, that very few people that you look at and maybe aspire to have their career don't necessarily start from people wanting to change the world or create the biggest company or do the best things that they do. It comes from a bit of trial and error and also small steps. If you're interested in this concept and want to hear more examples, I really recommend listening to the podcast, How I Built This. I'll add a link to this in the show notes. Anyway, he argues that passion comes from getting good at something. This is evidenced in studies about happiness at work. Usually passionate people have been around long enough to get good at what they're doing and to work out what they don't like doing and what they're not good at doing without following their dream initially. Daniel Pink has written a lot about this work and says that motivation comes from autonomy, competence or mastery, and relatedness or connection with others. All of those things come over time and you're not necessarily going to get immediately after jumping into being a yoga instructor or opening a cat sanctuary or whatever it is that is your passion or that you think is your passion. There is a danger as well and he argues it's quite a dangerous idea to follow your dreams and follow your passion because if it doesn't live up to expectation and doesn't give you that ultimate fulfillment there's quite a high level then of dissatisfaction and you then will become incredibly unhappy thinking, well, this is all I've ever dreamed of. This is my passion. It's not going to plan because either you haven't invested the career capital or haven't built the career capital or that it's just not the dream job or dream career or dream life that you thought it was going to be. So that's obviously all quite depressing for anyone who thinks they're going to follow their passion. The thing I would add to this is you can definitely follow the advice of Cal around not following your passion but doing it in a different way. So if you do have a passion for, say, being a yoga instructor, that is something that you could build on the side of something else to build the career capital, to then invest in the way that you want to live and work with that particular career. The danger comes when you put all of your eggs in the basket of an area or a field that you don't have any of that career capital or experience in. That was idea number one, don't follow your passion. Big idea number two is get so good. As I mentioned before, career capital is building up your competence so you can trade this or return it for good stuff. And like I said, that could be freedom, it could be creativity, it could be a different working environment, different hours. You really can build up these skills and trade them in. You need to build up rare and valuable skills, Cal argues, to put towards rare and valuable work. And the examples he gives in the book include people like Ira Glass, the radio presenter in the US, who says that you really have to force yourself into the work and force the skills to come, these rare and valuable skills. He didn't become a well-renowned, well-respected radio presenter by accident. It came from a lot of work, some trial and error, doing work he didn't really enjoy, wasn't as good at, but then focusing that into different areas. This will ultimately lead to the creativity, the impact and the control in your own career that you desire. And as I mentioned, getting so good is probably where you're going to find your passion, not by thinking it is something it might not be. A lot of the quotes on Instagram or the memes you might see or the articles you might read around following your passion will talk about this sense of courage that you need. It's all down to courage. All you have to do is take the leap, take the first first step. But Cal argues it's really career capital, not courage. Deliberate practice and the craftsman's mindset are two of the big concepts throughout the book. 
But there are some caveats. Because whilst the book is very much around not giving up, not giving in, spending time practicing, being patient, building career capital, there are three examples he gives where you maybe should look at moving on and trying something different. Number one, that's if you're in an environment or in a role where there is no skill development. Now, that's not to say you might need to leave the field or the industry altogether, but potentially that employer is not working for you. So if you've got no skill development opportunities, move on. Number two, if the work adds no value and is bad or and or is bad for society. This one I see is really linking to your values and to your purpose a little bit more. So thinking about if you're working for somewhere where the work makes you miserable, you don't feel like it's adding value, that also will be a time to move on and try something different. Finally, having to work with people that you really don't like happens to us all. If again, you're in this situation, it's probably not going to be the environment where you can put that deliberate practice to work and start to build that career capital you need. So again, time to find a new environment to do that. There's actually an example in the book of a marketing executive who quit her job after a number of years to be a yoga instructor. Problem is, all she had was a basic training in yoga instructing and therefore had no career capital in this area, which became a problem because when the global financial crisis hit, the gym she was working in either closed or laid off instructors because they didn't have the the custom for it. And she was the first to go. She had no career capital, not enough experience. She went to the being the bottom of the pile. She actually ended up, unfortunately, on food stamps and in quite dire straits financially as a result of this decision to move from something she had lots of experience in and lots of career capital to something with no career capital or experience. As I mentioned before, not that you can never do those things and never go into those industries, but it's thinking about your intentional way of doing that. So big idea number two was get so good. Big idea number three is the idea of missions and the importance of them. This aligns a bit more to probably what you would know as being your purpose. But again, this is not something that you can always identify immediately. And there's a number of examples in the book where people over time and over experimenting and trying different fields and adjusting their career, that's where they have found their purpose or their overall mission in life or for their career. He makes the point that often your mission you'll find in an adjacent field, which often comes from jiggling together your experiences over time. I quite like that idea of jiggling your experiences together and finding then what falls out might be your mission or your ultimate purpose. The point is that you also have to get to the cutting edge first. So you need to build up the career capital. You're not probably going to find your mission, your purpose right at the outset of your career. Again, it will come with time, some experience, some trying of different things seeing what fits a little bit more and also getting really good because then you can put those skills, those rare and valuable skills to work towards your mission. He talks about finding little bets, which remind me a little bit of the kind of design thinking principles. So trying little things, failing and then testing out. He gives examples of comedians who will go and just test jokes and see what lands, what makes people laugh and what doesn't. So these little bets, rather than selling out Madison Square Garden and using that to test their their material. So these little bets, projects, experiences, jobs, whatever it may be, but the idea of trying and failing fast. I like the idea that he makes around your mission should be remarkable, therefore worth others sharing and remarking on, which is a pretty cool aspiration. Again, all of your missions and these little bets will help not just invest your career capital, but also build it further. But 
to get to this point first, you need to have built up some career capital already. That was big idea number three, which is the importance of missions. Things I really liked about this book is that it is about hard work. And Cal's work is not about just putting in hours. It is about very deliberate practice. It's about being intentional. I also would really recommend reading his book, Deep Work, which again, I'll put some links to in the show notes. I'll be reviewing that in a future episode. It's also about patience. I think it's very easy to think of our careers as a sprint rather than a marathon, whereas in fact, it is very much a marathon and not a sprint. Being patient and being intentional and deliberate about about shaping your work, building your skills and honing them is so critical. And whilst the era of the experts is becoming a little bit more questionable, as you may have heard last week in the episode, New Power, if you haven't listened to that already, I recommend you do, expertise and rare and valuable skills are going to become important and they're going to remain as important. The fields and the areas of expertise may change, but the idea of people needing to still be experts in areas will remain. I also like the idea around having a bit of a portfolio career. Whilst you are building deep skills and knowledge in a particular area, you can do that in multiple different ways. And you can do that with these mini missions and these little bets that you're doing. And at no point does Cal say you have to stay in a particular organization or a particular company or a particular role to build career capital. Again, it's being deliberate and intentional and strategic about how you can build the career capital that you need and the experience and the skills and the knowledge that you need to have the rare and valuable skills in the future. For me, I think that's quite exciting. And the idea of a portfolio career with multiple experiences that help you get to your end goal is pretty cool. I'd recommend this book to anyone who is feeling frustrated with their career progression, thinks they need to be getting promoted or moving on quicker, and they're thinking about what's next really recommend this book because I think it will give you a slightly different perspective and potentially help you shape what you do next. So to recap, the three big ideas from the book, So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. Number one, don't follow your passion. Number two, get so good. And number three, the importance of missions. That's all for this week. Make sure you listen in to the mini-sode, which I'll be sharing later in the week, which will include a question you can use with your team related to the ideas in this book. If you enjoyed this episode, give me a follow on Instagram at Steph underscore Clark underscore underscore. Otherwise, until next time, happy reading.